welcome to the Divine Feminine Playground podcast. I'm Linda, your host, and in this podcast, we're going to be exploring all the things that enrich the experience of what it means to be a divine feminine being. The playground rules are simple. Open your mind, get curious, and have a ton of fun. From relationships to business to all of your layers and facets, Get ready to dive into anything and everything that brings you deeper into your heart and closer to your soul. So guys, today I am with the lovely Alicia. She is like one of my absolute favorite people in this space and like she's one of my favorite mentors. I've learned so much from her. So I'm really excited to have her join me on this episode and talk about shame around sex, around the body, around porn as well and especially how that affects us in like our lives and our relationships thank you for having me thanks for starting this conversation I think it's really important and yeah more people need to be talking about it with their friends with their families it all starts I think from conversations like this so it's really important to do these types of podcasts because it's just like a domino trickle effect out so yeah absolutely and I think that one of the biggest reasons that I find just in my own life, I really hesitate to bring it up with the people around me is because of how they are going to respond to it. It's awkward with parents. And I think for me, especially like growing up in an Asian household where you don't really talk about sex. When it comes to sex, I remember um, when my mom first thought that I was like sexually active, the way that she asked me was like, are you and him together? And I was like, yeah, like we're together. And she was like, no, like together. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, he was my boyfriend at the time. I was like, yeah, we're together. And so it's it's always this like tiptoeing around sex that I think really forms that initial feeling of shame when we actually get so exposed to it, like especially through porn and what's so readily available on the internet because people tiptoe around it. And for me, when I was growing up, I just felt like, oh, okay, that's something we don't talk about. It's not a good thing. There was no real understanding or like acceptance around it or like open dialogue around what healthy sex is or what it should feel like yeah i think everyone in this society has some level of sexual trauma in that way and it sounds maybe silly to some people who have maybe experienced you know more intense physical sexual trauma that has been you know them experiencing it but it is true that it's still this little like insidious thing that is in all of us that is passed down from the generations before us but then also just something that is continued on in our society and our generations with all like what everyone is doing and what's normal and I mean thankfully I think that the newer generations a lot more open-minded to what sex actually can be and trying different things and being a lot more safe and careful and respectful and knowing as well like any younger kind of generational person that I speak to is like we we know porn is bad I know porn is affecting my my brain and the way that I interact with whoever I'm sleeping with but they still do it anyway you know at least there's the awareness there and there's the opportunity to have more conversations about it so I think just in general times obviously changing and people's minds are expanding in this capacity and I think that's the first 
step when it comes to healing this stuff and then changing how we express in that way, changing how we relate to it because yeah, we were all kind of, most of us were raised in homes where it wasn't really like a safe topic to talk about, even though that's how we got here. Yeah. We were born from sex. It's very bizarre how it happens. It's like, we we have sex to reproduce, but then our parents are the ones that are like, don't want to talk about sex. Yeah. It's like, hang on a second, like, this is bizarre. But that's because of mostly their generational um, trauma and how they, especially women, like were always taught to, you know, cover up and save their sexuality just for the man and just for the partner and just to reproduce. Like you can only yeah. really have sex and talk about sex if it's in the case of having a child. Yeah. You know, there's no such thing as having it for your pleasure. That's only okay for maybe men to watch porn. And that's okay because that's what men do, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was the conversation that our parents were having really. And yeah, I think we're in a time now where we're expanding the conversation, but the trauma is still lingering and it's still there. And that that requires all of us to have maybe the not so like forcing uncomfortable conversations, but just being open and embodied in our own sexuality, that then like we're not going to feel insecure about talking it, talking about it as much or like standing in that because we're, we know who we are and we know what we want and we know that that's a part of who we are as human beings. So I think that's, again, the importance of embodiment work and sexual energy work and just having your own pleasure practice and masturbating in general and knowing your body in that way because then when you do have people that feel a type of way about sex or feel a type of way about porn or someone feels like they have something to say about your body and the way you express yourself like you can stand your own you know yourself yeah. earlier when you were talking about like sexual trauma as well I feel like when we talk about sexual trauma we often think of those like really violent physically violent cases um but I think that a big hurdle that I kind of also had to step through in my healing journey was actually understanding that just because it's not violent doesn't mean it's not trauma or it's not like assault. And I think that because of that lack of conversation around sex, like you were just saying, we also don't get taught what actual consent, like healthy consent looks like. And so it's so easy, especially as women, to be manipulated into acts or like, you know, sexual experiences where afterwards we're kind of like, oh, I don't think I felt that great about it, but it wasn't like violent, so it's fine. It's so dangerous when we don't actually understand it enough and we just kind of fall into it especially like when we start becoming sexually active in like teenagehood or like young adulthood and we don't have the conversations around it we just kind of learn from porn that whatever a man wants to do we are there to pleasure him or we're there to service him you know yeah and I I have this thought as well, like it's true what you say. There's trauma that can happen and is still there even if it's not something violent. There is still levels of trauma happening in the body because if you're unconscious of how you really, really feel deep down, if you're not embodied in yourself, if you don't know what safety feels like, and that's the case for most women and most teenagers anyway because we all kind of grew up in not everybody, but we all kind of grew up in like turbulent times or a turbulent household or drama or chaos or something was happening, you know, so we were born into that. And that's 
what our nervous system is used to. So of course, if we start having sex and doing drugs and drinking alcohol and going to parties, like it's all normal for our nervous system to feel that level of like chaos. So you're not even checking in with yourself to think, is this what I really want? Does this feel good? Like, how does my pussy feel? First of all, the thought that I've kind of been having is like, you know, if you're having rough or dangerous or like wild sex with someone, that's one thing. But if you're doing it with someone who is actually emotionally unsafe and emotionally unavailable and not a safe person to really be around spiritually and you know emotionally and really in that intimate space then you are having like a traumatic kind of experience there if you think about it like would you do things with them and under any other circumstance or is it just the physical validation that is Mm -hmm. happening in your body and and I think that is it's important to know that like sex is important and sexual health is important and having sexual partners is a great thing and it's not that we want to shame people from doing that but I think it's really important for evolution and for safety and for healing to know what's going on in our bodies and knowing if something is safe and knowing why we're doing things and consciously being able to check in with ourselves: does this feel good does this feel safe is this right for me is this person safe am I going to feel safe here after this is done how am I going to feel tomorrow when they're not around anymore how do I feel right after is there aftercare happening and even if someone is still doing all of those things and this is another level of like minuscule trauma it could still not be meeting your needs in a million other ways and that's stuff that feels traumatizing in some capacity because you had that experience not sexually when you were younger but in some other way like a parent or a family member did not meet your needs in so many ways but you accepted the breadcrumbs if you will so I think sexual intimacy and physical intimacy in that aspect keeps a lot of people in situations that they wouldn't be in otherwise yeah absolutely and I think early on like when you have your first sexual partner if you don't really understand like you said if I'm feeling safe in this moment or how I'm going to feel afterwards or you're not really aware of how yeah just your body feels in that moment you kind of just accept that as the norm and until you actually start to unpack it and like understand where all of this is coming from and actually tapping into how you're feeling after sex or during sex or how safe you feel that just becomes your norm and you just think that that's the way everyone has sex or like that's the way I'm just supposed to feel so you can't actually like regulate that for yourself because you've never had any other experience and so I think that also keeps so many people trapped because it's just like oh that's how it's always been it's like a whole can of worms if I go there it's uncomfortable so I don't want to even touch that and I'm just going to keep having sex and like you know feeling the way that I've been feeling exactly yeah and that's something that we need to revise within ourselves whenever we get to that point of evolution and healing like you can't really force it on anyone I think it happens when we're ready to revisit it and then you might even go back and forth between still healing that and then you know different periods and phases of your life where it feels good to be back in those situations I don't know maybe you feel like you've got more control of them like I I just try and look at it from a perspective of uh, so many different people everyone's got such different like sexual blueprints and imprints in their nervous system so I don't think there's like a right or wrong way for anyone like a lot of people on the internet are like you know celibacy is the only way and then other people are like well no you can't be that's sex shaming that's slut shaming like you know everyone should be able to have sex with whoever they want and casual sex forever and polyamory and like everyone's got 
something different to say. I think it really just comes down to the individual and it's like an individual journey. I think everyone has to try something once almost. Like you have to give yourself periods to really reset and not be with anyone and not be having sex. But then there's other periods where you're more aware and you're more conscious of your own sexuality. So you can then explore with other people. You can then invite other people because you know yourself, you know what feels safe to you, you know your limits, you know your boundaries, you know what feels good, you know what's a no, you know, and up until that point of taking that time to yourself or really having your own practice and your own journey with your own sexuality, you don't know. And it's true. Mm -hmm. Like we only really do what we think is normal, which is like, we start having sex so fucking young and then we just end up having sex with, I mean, everyone's journey is different. I suppose, but like you just end up having sex with so many like different people or in our society, it's really normal to go on casual dates and be casually dating and then having sex on the second date with someone that you don't even fucking know and then you're breaking up and then you're going on a date with another person and like that is normal until you take a period to yourself to really reassess your own sexuality and your own energy your own sensual energy for yourself and then I think safety and healing comes along with that so there's so much more in the equation now in your mind about who am I going to choose to sleep with who am I going to choose to engage with in this energy now like there's actually a fucking conscious thought behind it now instead of like oh, I'm going on a date because this guy's hot and he found me hot and we matched on an app and he's taking, he's buying me drinks and he's buying me a dinner and that kind of makes him entitled to my body. And that's what's mm-hmm. like so fucked up in this society is like yeah. women genuinely... I I need to write something about this. I need to do a TikTok on this or something. It's like men are genuinely paying for sex out there like every day and they don't even know it. And women don't even know that they're like selling themselves in that way. Like it's really kind of fucked. Like we don't even think about it to that degree because I don't know if feminism or sex some sexually liberated people would agree with what I'm saying but like hello I'm a feminist and I'm sexually liberated as well but I just have a different view on this but you know if men are just taking you out and they're making sure that they're paying for the drinks and the dinner and you're looking all cute for them and then you guys are going out and then you're having sex straight away it's like what what did you guys what was happening there do you yeah. really know? and not to say every single man is doing that and that's his Mm -hmm. intention and not to say that every woman's not naive to that either but that is the majority that is what is so common people are on dating apps for that very reason obviously and yeah it's kind of crazy out there that we like literally don't realize the sacredness in our own sexuality and our own our own pleasure and our own bodies to where like a man can pay for a $50 dinner and we're like yep He's the one. Let's have sex. And I get it. Like we're horny and we want to have sex and casual sex is okay. And like you want to find new partners to have sex with. Like I totally get it. But I think if you're not conscious of what's happening and you haven't had that time to yourself and you haven't reassessed and you don't even think about these things, then it's important to take time, think about these things, have a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that when when you're just constantly jumping from partner to partner without doing all of that work and that conscious thought first, when you actually take that time, there's a moment where you're kind of like, oh shit, like beyond the sex, who am I? Because in relationship, that's such a core piece of you know what you're doing and where you're placing your worth almost, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, oh shit, if I if I don't 
give him sex, then where is my worth? Because through porn, through our conditioning, again, we're told that you're worthy if you can pleasure a man or if you can do this for a man. It's it's always like what you can do for him. And that's why also sometimes in relationships when people are like, oh, I, I, I love her because she does all of this for me. I'm like, but do you know who she is as a person? Mm-hmm. Like beyond mm-hmm. what she can do for you, do you actually love her for who she is? Yeah, I think that's an important point to make, like outside of just sex, it is really, um, yeah, it's something that, again, I think has been conditioned into us from the patriarchy um, and all the generations before us. It's like, I mean, women genuinely had to look for men that could provide for them because they could not vote, they couldn't get a job, they couldn't pay for their own things. So like at one point we had to, search for a match in that way and we were reliant on men and I think like that trauma stays with us yeah um and then men are obviously searching for well what beautiful woman is going to make my child with me Mm -hmm. um so I think like there's there's so many layers and so many complexities when it comes to the the trauma as to why men search for women in that way and why yeah vice versa and I think obviously porn instills that even further on like what a woman is quote-unquote for to them how she's meant to look how she's meant to act and I think in in the new age of feminism that has come out, women are taking their power back in so many ways. And then we're turning our back on men and being like, well, then what do you do for me? What do you yeah. bring to the table now? Because I can handle my own now. So what the fuck do you bring? Mm-hmm. So now we're like, a it's a battle of the sexes to be like, what value do you bring? And what do you provide? And I think it's it's easier for people to just look at the surface level of you know how attractive somebody is and how much money they make and what they can provide for you on a surface level like what status they have basically it's like we're kind of going back to like weird primitive times but like it's not necessary now but people are just flaunting it now it's kind of for flex it's for clout Versus back in the day, all of that kind of status and what he can provide and how she can nurture me, like all of that was necessary for evolution. But now we're at a point where like we need to actually come together to be stronger because, I mean, the economy is falling apart and everything else is happening. So like by us just being like, no one's good enough for me. And like, you're not, you ain't shit. Men ain't shit. Like we're just literally isolating ourselves in a time when we need to come together, but that's a whole other yeah. thing. But I think that's a really important thing for, for women to think about. Um, Cause I know that most of both of our listeners are women really. I mean, mm-hmm. but men too, thinking about like, well, what does this person that I'm dating or I'm in a relationship with, like, what do they actually genuinely love about me? Do they love me? Or is it, like you said, like I love the meals that she cooks and I love her date night outfits and I love um, the way she takes care of the kids or something. It's like, well, what about her as a unique individual person? Are you, and I think that's really important for us to look at, you know, who we're dating. Like a big thing that is important for me, does this man inspire me? Yeah. You know, that's, that's deeper. That's a feeling that this person's going to evoke in me beyond what they look like, beyond what they do for me. Like the flowers and the gifts and the dates and stuff are super nice. And they're, kind of somewhat of a requirement too because I want to do that stuff right back but yeah it's about how does this person what do they evoke in you but also 
what do you see in them that is just so inspiring to the world, to everybody? It's not just about you, you know? Yeah. And what you were saying with like, what can this woman do for me? I was thinking about that earlier as well. And I find that again, like circling back to porn, because when you go onto any porn site or like you watch porn, it's always like, okay, so what pleasure can the woman give to the man? Mm -hmm. Like that's the majority of porn, even though now there's more female centric porn coming out. uh, Majority is still like, what pleasure can the woman give to the man? And so with men like because i've had this conversation with a couple of men in my life as well it's a a lot of their subconscious thinking is like when they meet a woman or like a partner or potential partner or whatever it's kind of like oh what what can she bring to me like what pleasure can she give to me instead of being like oh i want to actually get to know who she is and you know find out more about her it's kind of yeah it's just it's a really kind of fucked up how much porn just affects our thinking beyond just the sexual realm Mm -hmm. yeah and it's I think it's just a level of maturity that kind of happens at some stage when you realize that relationships and sex and all of that it's not just about you it is about a union and even my maturity for myself it's like I've come to a place where it's like well what can I what benefit am I to someone that I date as well? I'm not just thinking about what can they bring to me that's selfish. So it's it's vice versa too. Like, and of course that relates to sex and it relates to any type of relationship, like thinking about, yeah, if a man is just like, well, you know, what can she do for me? It's just an immature, selfish, conditioned mindset that they clearly haven't grown out of. And that's, I mean, that's no longer attractive to me at all. Um, And I think unfortunately in, you know, our younger years and even for still a lot of women out there, like that's just normal and common. That's what they settle with. They think that that's how a man's mindset should be because that's how all of the, I don't know, teenagers or 20 something year old. I mean, it goes into thirties and four, like men, some men never grow up. Some people never grow up, but I think it is just some maturity that happens. It's like self-awareness. It's self-reflection that like comes to a point where you're like, it's not all about me. And I think healthy masculine men out there really do want to provide and they want to protect women because they can see what they've been through and they can see how they've been hurt before. And they can see that, that's because of their own sex and their own gender. Like they can see that. So they want to provide some healing and protection and continue on in a a way that is actually us evolving versus going backwards and creating more separation. And I think those, a lot of those healthy men are ones that stopped watching porn, surprisingly Mm -hmm. enough, you know, because they can see that it's a problem. They can see that there's a, a dogma that is in that stuff that we watch that is just instilling something in your brain. I mean, the trauma from watching porn is different for everybody, but it's definitely there. And it's, yeah, of course, there's like, everyone's like, you know, what about the ethical porn? What about this? And I'm like, yeah, that's, it's a lot better, obviously, if you absolutely feel like you need to watch something to get off then I think that that's a bit of an issue in itself but you know if you're going to watch something and enjoy something and maybe you're supporting that versus the other like I I understand I think that's a step in the right direction moving away from the generic porn hub like I was going to say not that they need any more everyone knows what that is (laughs) Um, moving to more ethical stuff but still I think especially if they're using like people that have see I say use 
using because that's what it is like we're using these people to make us feel something in that way like I understand that this is a part of this world and the reality that we live in like it's naive to think that we would ever exist I suppose without it but yeah if there if if there's people with real bodies and different bodies and like different ethnicities and it's not all about how hot the woman is and like how hard she can be fucked and like all this then I think there's it's definitely a step in the right direction like it's more erotic and it's more sensual and it's more realistic then that's totally a step in the right direction but I don't know I still feel some type of way about needing that to get off yeah needing to watch something to feel sexual within yourself I think that's an issue that needs to be looked at separately like do I actually need something external to me to get off and I mean I've even been there where like I feel like I've needed to think about past lovers to feel to orgasm or to feel some type of way and I just I knew in my body I knew like this isn't totally right like I know that this this is some type of attachment within me and there's an attachment that other people have to watching porn or to visualizing something or to to having something outside themselves to mean like I can get aroused now I can feel orgasm now only now that I've had this other thing validate the experience of sexuality and sensuality almost so I've kind of I've had to learn to come to a place where like I don't need any of that stuff and I think that's the most powerful place that anyone can be if you can create sexual energy within yourself yes you might think of some things here and there or you use your own breath or something to turn you on more but I think it's about like slowly, slowly, slowly being able to feel sexual and feel aroused and feel orgasmic within yourself without all of that stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that just because a man doesn't watch porn doesn't mean he's healthy for you as well. Like that's important to stress. As much as we've been talking about the effects of porn and how not watching porn is like you're actually able to rewire your brain back into your healthy state. Just because someone doesn't watch porn doesn't mean that they're in that mature level that you feel safe in as well. Totally, totally, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I think for any women or even men out there who are kind of starting to see the detrimental effects that porn has had on them, or like you said, when you have to think about other people to get off or you need an external something to feel aroused and feel sexual or to orgasm, how would you kind of guide them around the shame that they feel around that? Because I think that in itself first being like, oh shit, I don't actually feel like this is a good thing that I'm doing anymore. And then secondly, also like, why do I still need this thing, right? Like I want to fix it. I want to get better. What would you actually say or how would you actually advise them around that? Well, I think like with any type of shame, I suggest first really getting into that mindset and affirming to yourself and having talks with yourself that it's completely normal to be going through whatever you're going. Like there are other people in the world that have porn addiction or have addiction to vibrators or have addiction to casual sex or uh, attachments to toxic men or can't stop thinking about their ex. The list goes on about things that we kind of know aren't the best for us, but we do anyway because we're human beings and we (laughs) that's how our brain is wired if we do something for long enough it becomes a habit and it's hard to just immediately go cold turkey on a habit like we form addictions in so many different ways whether it's smoking or drugs or alcohol or sex or you know the way that we learn to orgasm or the way that we learn to turn ourselves on like 
everything is based on how we learn how to do it. It's a repetitive thing. So I think like decreasing the shame starts there, understanding that like you're not alone and it's not that you're a bad person because of this. Like everyone has something and that's just something that you're dealing with at this time of your life. Or maybe it's something that you'll deal with for a long period of time. Everyone has something that they're dealing with that is more, it is like a bad habit. So starting with that, And then finding, I think, support or someone that you can speak to about it, whether that's a therapist or a psychologist or someone that works specifically in the porn or sex space or a mentor or any type of support system that you feel like you can just really unravel and be seen in it and be held and not judged in it. I think that's like the next step. First is really, I think a lot of people judge themselves the most. So maybe that's the last step, but I start there (laughs) because you need to go to sleep at night knowing that you know, you have a fucked up habit or a bad habit or whatever you want to fucking label it, but like, you're okay. It doesn't make you a bad person unless it's something that is harming somebody else or, you know, there's a million like bad things out there. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but you know, if it's, it's mostly just harming you, then it's something that you need to work with within yourself. And it's about the language with yourself and how you speak to yourself and how you relate to yourself that matters first. And then I think, you know, starting to do more quote unquote self-love, self-care routines, like bringing those into your life and prioritizing them, whether it's breath work, meditation or embodiment work or exercise or just bring more like better habits into your life and committing to them, like really, really committing. Because then you'll start to see, I think that there are other ways to feel joy and other ways to feel yourself. And I think that that's what it is. We really just want to feel something when we have like an addiction, like we want to feel something. So then it's kind of about, well, how, how are you going to relate to sex and sensuality on your own with removing this thing? And I think if you want to go cold turkey on porn or whatever it is, and you feel so addicted, like, I don't know if that's the best thing for you. Like it's really up to your own self-awareness, but if you want to quit it and you know that you don't want to do this anymore, it's not benefiting you. And it's maybe harming your relationships, it's harming the sex you have with other people. It's harming new partners that you meet. And you just feel like you like, you can't see between the lines now, then like, yeah, committing to, I suppose, a different way of relating to sex and sensuality on your own, either by going cold turkey or doing something, watching it a little bit and then moving on and shutting the laptop and like moving into different ways. I think, yeah, it's really about self-awareness and like trying different ways to like cross match the patterning in your brain. Like, I think that's why addicts can almost switch out one addiction to the other very quickly because it's like it's wired into our brains I mean I have a very addictive personality so I understand and I think you know if you're addicted to one thing then slowly not saying like switch to fucking doing drugs like don't do that I think like I think just being mindful of knowing that you have an addiction right now and that's okay because a million fucking billion other people do out there and slowly rewiring in different ways and trying different things when it comes to sensuality and sexuality whether it's like introducing a different sex toy in the room by yourself or with someone that you're dating or someone you're starting to date like opening up that conversation and allowing them to be part of the healing it could be getting a crystal wand or a yoni egg and starting that journey yeah there are so many different ways to 
just go down a different avenue. I think you just need to be open to different avenues, basically. Yeah. Slowing down is such a big part of it as well. Like not just trying to carry on with daily life and just being like, okay, I'm going to stop this now and not actually do any of the deeper thinking because then there's a really good chance that you're just going to bounce back and you're just going to like withdraw or you're going to, you know, somehow shift back into the same thing or something that is equally unhealthy but just in a different form so like really slowing down like understanding your body how you feel in different moments how you feel with different stimuli like whether it is a sex toy or whether it is through watching porn like that's so important to actually start having that deeper conversation with yourself and opening up deeper instead of just trying to bypass and shove it under the rug and be like okay no that's fine i'll be okay just gonna quit porn and everything's gonna be peachy definitely yeah it's a slow process on healing anything especially addiction like that shit can be a long long journey so i think just really really learning self-compassion is a big thing and working on removing that shame and judgment and it's not to say like remove the shame and judgment that means you can just do it all the time now because like whatever I don't care I don't judge myself I think there's like the discipline that comes into that so there are a lot of like complex layers to it I think being disciplined to know what you want like knowing what result you want from this new journey you're going down is important but then bringing in the remove, removal of the shame and the judgment and seeking ways to remove that and heal that and heal the way you speak to yourself and the way you look at yourself beyond what you think society thinks or whatever, like remove those thoughts, remove that judgment. Um, it's about your relationship with yourself and then bringing in the compassion on knowing that this is a journey and knowing that it takes time and it's okay for it to take time it's okay for this to be part of the healing process like it sounds yeah. like we're literally doing like an AA meeting here or something like it's, it's gotten deep right now yeah. <laughs> but somebody needs that I don't know <laughs> yeah because I think that there's such a big mentality on just fixing things straight away like oh I realize that I have a porn addiction I want to fix it straight away or I realize porn isn't healthy for me I'm going to fix it straight away or I realize like this isn't serving me I'm going to fix it but it's not it's really like the journey and the deepest lessons that you learn come through the journey and come through the different waves that you have because if you just fix it straight away, it's quote unquote fixed supposedly, but you don't actually learn something beyond just, okay, I'm doing something different now. Mm -hmm. I think that's why like, it's the same concept as like, if we get everything that we want right now, we're not going to maybe enjoy it as much or even understand why we want this. And we'll be like, I don't really want this because we haven't gone on the journey to discovering why it is we want this, why this feels good, why this is right for us, yada, yada. It's the same type of thing as any type of healing journey as well, because yeah, like it, you're not going to appreciate something if you don't go through the process of achieving it and getting it I mean that's how human brains work like that's yeah. how we're wired if we don't kind of work for something in some way where we're not it's not going to feel as good when we receive it like instant gratification just only does so much like we have that everywhere so even if you do quit porn right now I mean like cool but I think that that wiring is still somewhere in the system and in the body and like there's trauma in the body that needs to be processed but it's not to say that someone can't quit cold turkey and feel amazing and that's what's right for them in this moment and that's their journey like it's not to say that that isn't an experience as well I think that like everyone has 
a different experience with all of these things and to be open to yeah whatever that uniquely looks for for you is what's important like knowing that your journey is unique to you and allowing it to be unique and allowing it to take as long as it needs to yeah I have a question as well because a lot of the time when we understand like when we start to unpack a lot of the sexual shame we kind of develop like an ick around sex in general right and so when that happens or like when you suddenly like if you say if you're in a partnership or you're in a relationship and you're suddenly like oh I don't really like the way I've been having sex or I don't feel turned on at all I'm like don't want to have sex at all how do you get back into that space of sexual energy of actually being turned on how do you step back into that space where you can be turned on but not have all of that conditioning like shame voice talking in your head yeah I think I mean this is something that like I kind of had to deal with moving out of my celibacy journey like being celibate for eight or so months and then starting to be intimate again and there's so many thoughts are going through my brain like do I want to do this is this right is this the right person like they're not perfect so like what am I doing like this uh, is this wrong like and I just realized like Alicia, shut the fuck up. Like you don't, you really don't want to create sexual trauma for yourself right now. Just because you chose to have a celibacy journey and you went through that process for a reason. Like it doesn't mean that sex is bad. It doesn't mean that this isn't what you want. Your body is saying, yes, like it's time. I'm ready to do this now. And sexuality is just such a big part of who I am. And I think it is for a lot of people. And even if they haven't discovered it yet, it is still a part of who you are. So it's important to explore when you feel ready and I guess if you're in a partnership and it's feeling off or whatever like there are a million reasons for that and I think again that comes back to what I was saying before like find support where you can talk about it and then also bring it back to your relationship to yourself like feeling sexual and sensual within yourself first off like and and like with a partner it's really about the polarity like if the polarity is hot and you're still not attracted to each other I think that that is then a telltale sign of something deeper like maybe not meant to be together with this person but I think like with relationships there are so many different phases and seasons of the relationship just like you have with yourself there are times where your libido is not high there are times of the month where women don't want to be touched at all and that's common but then when you bring a unit together and you bring a union together it's the same fucking thing you're going to have seasons within the unit and within the relationship too so yeah I think like there again it's just complex and it's dependent on your relationship really with yourself first and foremost if you're feeling sexual and sensual within yourself and you don't want to share that with anybody right now then that's okay maybe that's your season but then there's yeah there are so many other questions I think with something like that situation yeah definitely and I think that one of the biggest things as well that people kind of when they first start to unpack this is that there's so much it's really scary I think sometimes because sometimes it upends everything that you thought you knew about how the world worked or how you worked even or who you are and so it's it's not just this unpacking your sexual trauma it's actually getting down to the bare bones of who you are and like actually asking yourself am I happy with this version of me and if not how do I actually want to create a version of me that serves me and is healthy and is actually good for me I think sex in general it's so vulnerable that if you don't actually have that conversation it can be so damaging like I've just been realizing the past couple of years like how much trauma I've carried and I had a season as well where I was just completely like don't even touch me (laughs) like I don't want to be touched right now Mm. I'm working on my own sexuality and my relationship with my body but like 
I did not want any kind of physical touch because I was just like, no, I need to recreate what it feels like to be safe within my body and my own sexuality before I actually let someone in, just so I actually have a baseline of what that feels like. Totally. Yeah. I think having that awareness of your own body is just so important. Some people bypass that within themselves. So I think it's important to have time where you're like, I know how I feel right now. I know I don't want to be touched. I know I don't want that intimacy with someone else. I'm working on intimacy with me. And I think, I mean, that was the point of a lot of my celibacy too. And that's why it was so crazy to start being intimate with people again. But I I knew that I was ready. It was just the initial like, oh my God, like I'm sharing my body with someone. Like, do they even deserve this? Like, are you deserving? Because I've cultivated so much love and magic within myself. Like, are you even deserving of being here? But then at the end of the day, it's like we're human beings and having sex is like one of the greatest pleasures in life. So I think like, yeah, it's just everyone's like on their own unique journey with it. So we need to find ways to remember that. Remember that like our unique feelings are valid and to stop gaslighting ourselves basically as women do women are conditioned to fucking do that to keep questioning our intuition when it's like your intuition always fucking knows what you want like you always know what you want to do we literally always fucking know what we want when people are like oh there's women that like don't know what they want and blah 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 like at the end of the day in our gut we know we just like we want to to admit it (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, you know, even the notebook, that scene where he's like, what do you want? What do you want? Like her gut always knew that she loved him, but every other piece of her life was attached to the other story. So that's why we get caught up. Women are taught to, that's a great example because it's like, we're taught to have the picket fence and with like the rich husband and the, everything that looks great on the outside. And I think that our, our wild woman on the inside, deep down who we squish down and we swallow and we tell her to shut up and our, our mothers don't like her and our families don't like her and our ex-boyfriends definitely don't like her. So it's like, she just keeps getting told to shut the fuck up because she really, really knows what she wants. And that's intimidating to people. And I think we need to keep honoring that. We need to honor our intuition. Like my gut is always fucking right. Like literally always fucking right. Every like, hmm, this is what I'm thinking about this interaction I'm about to have. Or hmm, this is what I'm thinking about this person I'm like starting to date. These are my red flags that are coming up for me. Like always right. Like always right. And you don't like realize until you look back and you're like, oh shit, I was always right about everything. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I love that you brought up stories as well because that gave me a thought of like the stories that we also attach to our bodies. And as women, it's often related to other people. Like, oh, um, you know, if they don't want to have sex and that means I'm doing something wrong or like there's something not good enough for me or like we attach so many stories around our worth to physical, sexual pleasure yeah it's like fucked up (laughs) like that's how we've been conditioned to see our value and what we bring to men is like giving them pleasure and our appearance and what we look like and I, I totally know what that feels like and healing that trauma I remember heaps of times where like if a guy couldn't get hard, I would just internalize it and be like, yeah. even though in my mind, I wasn't ever saying there's something wrong with me. Yeah, I, I know better, <laughs> but I was always kind of like trying to fix the situation. And I was always like, well, let me make it bit like, come on, we can do like, let me fix it. Like, and I'd also be moody or grumpy or like horny and like just frustrated about it and make them feel like shit. It's where I realized like, 
I, I'm way past that. And if like a guy like can't get hard, I'm like, well, he's in his head. He's feeling way too many things right now. He's overwhelmed. Like it's literally, yes, it might be about me because a lot of the time when you have relations with a spiritual woman like this happens for the first one or two three times every single guy I've dated has happened. <laughs> and I mean every man you meet is always going to say like this is this is the first time this has ever happened but like <laughs> we know what's going on right now okay I know that you're feeling too much this is the thing like if that happens more likely than not he actually is overthinking it because he really wants to prove something to you like his trauma is yeah. getting in the way he's yeah. trying to prove something he's trying to prove he's the man he's trying to prove that he's the one for you he's getting all primal and thinking about it and then you're over here like oh my god is it me like I'm you know <laughs> and we're both just in our trauma it's like shut up just comfort each other in the moment comfort him and like it's not about you like you're hot like <laughs> yeah exactly I also had like someone ask me though like I, I feel like whenever I'm having sex I feel like I'm doing something wrong and I don't know what to do about it and I was like that's a lot to unpack because mm -hmm. like if you feel like you're doing something wrong firstly is it the fact that you're having sex do you feel like having the sex is wrong or like feeling the pleasure is wrong secondly like if it is it an, a specific act or the way that you're going about it is your partner making you feel like you're doing something wrong because we don't vibe with that like mm -hmm. there's just so much around I think just feeling wrong in general and I think that you've probably felt that before as well like I definitely have felt like when I'm having sex like, am I doing this right is this what he wants like is you know am I fulfilling his fantasy all of that shit <laughs> that kind of runs through your head girl I like when you said that like I've probably felt like that as well I don't think I've ever felt like that I've really? always I've always known that I'm doing an amazing job <laughs> literally I don't know why I don't know how I think I was just meant to be like a sex goddess to be honest with you <laughs> but I understand that that that's definitely something that goes through my mind when it comes to my appearance and like going on dates and stuff I think like I have that same type of trauma there where it's like am I like do I look good enough like from this angle like does he like my body am I is my ass fat enough like all this like dumb <laughs> shit and at the end of the day I'm like shut up like this is all stupid stuff like you're I'm here to choose if I want to spend any more time with this person it's yeah. about me I need to understand if uh, how does my energy feel and it's the same thing for women in sex we need to feel like am I receiving pleasure does this feel good for me is it reciprocated is the energy right and I think if I mean you're spending the whole time working on how am I pleasing him am I you know making his fantasy come true is he enjoying this do I look hot enough then you are literally just living in like a simulation at that point and you're both and that's what sex is for the majority of society and that's why it's traumatic because we watch so much porn and there's expectations for men to perform in a certain way for their dick to look a certain way for their dick to stay hard the entire time for them to fuck her like non-stop and then it's like for women, she has to look a certain way. She has to moan a certain way. She has to act a certain way and please him and take his fucking cum shot. Like it's like the grossest <laughs> shit ever. But then we go out there with these masks on and we're having sex with these fake masks on and it's just an egoic state. And that's what, you know, Tantra and like all of this healing work is. It's like we want to strip all that shit away 
and make, bring it back to being human, bring it back to soul connection, bring it back to energy and focus on your energy. And you can only know someone else's energy and how it affects you. If you know your energy and you know your peace and you know what feels good for you and you're connected to your pussy and you know what feels good for your pussy and you know the different sensation. Like I, I know that now I know my body. And I've also had amazing experiences with partners before that have given me great expectations. So now it's like, I know as well like I'm not really getting that wet right now because like I don't really feel that great with this person I don't feel so emotionally seen like I don't want to force this this isn't totally it's not the vibe so again it comes back to self-awareness and your own self-exploration and setting certain boundaries and standards and expectations for yourself based on how you treat yourself and how you make your own body feel and your own pleasure and prioritizing your pleasure and there's just so much healing to be done in that space and that's why we need to keep talking about it. Like women need to not be having sex with shitty dudes yeah. who don't even want to like eat her out. Like they're afraid of the fucking pussy. Like they they just want to get their dick wet. Like it's gross out there. I don't even know. It's, I see some stuff on TikTok. That's the only way that I know that this stuff is still happening, you know? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like what's that like tiktok sound it's like stand up <laughs> stand up oh, yeah. like because she's just like get like get your standards up a little bit more like change what's going on here yeah absolutely and i think in relationships or with any partner that you're sexually active with having that open dialogue of like what feels good for me what feels good for you so instead of being in your head and just being like oh i have to like guess what makes him feel good i have to do all the things to please him actually having that conversation because if he doesn't know as well like what he enjoys for me that's a bit of a red flag because i want to be with someone who actually understands their body like understands their sexual energy in the same way that i do like actually having that dialogue and also asking for reassurance actually get vocal in the sex that you're having instead of it just being like a physical easy orgasm that you're tracing yeah it's about uh the journey and the experience with somebody versus like this egoic hit of validation which is what most people are searching they think that, that that's what they want so it's like they have sex and like she's playing her role and he's playing his role and that's it but we need to strip all that stuff away and I think that starts with like going on dates with people and actually getting to know them and having deeper conversations and deeper questions before you ever get to the bedroom like that's really where it begins like people meet on dating apps or they meet at a club and then, you know, the, they're looking at each other with this look in their eyes, like, we just want to have sex right now. And we're going to have surface level conversation so I can get my dick wet. And what does she get? I don't really know. Maybe a dinner if she's lucky. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's what's happening out there. So I think it it's really like there's the responsibility of women to stop that happening. Like we need to be like, I'm not standing for this bullshit and I'm going to bring out the a better man in the person I'm speaking to. I know that I can do that with the men that I, not everyone, like all the men that I ever get to a date with, I know that I can at least bring out more of him. Mm -hmm. um, but there are so many men that won't even make it to a date because I'm like, you're literally so unconscious that I, I can't even help you. You know, I'm not going to 
try to make you a better man. I need to work on making women be better for themselves right now. I'm not choosing men like that. Um, So women need to know that that's what they're looking for on like first dates, second dates, like get to know this person a bit deeper. Do you trust them? Are they safe? Are they healthy? Do they care about your emotions? So then when it comes to talking about sex, which I literally talk about sex on the first date, because like might have sex at one point, like that's part of the reason why we're here. We're sexually attracted to each other that's what happens in dating I mean I talk about anything and everything with my dates like we go so deep if I can't go that deep with you I don't know if this is a Scorpio thing or just a demisexual thing but like that's just who I am like I need to go so deep with you to even be turned on at all but I think it's important to know that the more that you know about someone and the more comfortable that they feel with you the more comfortable you feel the deeper the sex you can have because you're going to feel safe to bring up this feels good that doesn't or even when you're just talking at dinner or like he's made you dinner and you guys are having some wine oh yeah like I really love this or um like I had this partner once and they did this and I hated it like you can just be open about what you like and what you don't like and like a real healthy man is going to listen and you're going to listen to him too like if you want to please him and you want to make sure that he's pleasing you you guys are going to listen to each other and then when it comes to actually having sex you have actual intimacy there that's the thing like intimacy is not going to exist and you're going to have uncomfortable awkward egoic surface level sex if you don't actually know each other, if you're literally going one date, you talk about what's your favorite color, what's your favorite animal, what do you want to do in the next two years, how many yeah. kids do you want? Like all of that is like so boring. So when it comes to the bedroom, of course, you don't want to ask, oh, I don't really like that. Can you slow down? Can you do a bit of this? Or like, do you like that? How's that pressure? Like, you're not going to want to bring up any of that because you're so uncomfortable because you don't even know who the fuck you're sleeping with. (laughs) Yeah, like that emotional safety is so important because when you have that, you can actually open up and be more vulnerable because sex is such a vulnerable act already. And when, like you said, it's just that surface level, your emotions aren't there. Like your heart is not in it. It's not a switch because I think that a lot of men feel like, oh, I'm horny now. Like, let me turn her on. But it's it's something that you have to keep up with all the time. Like that emotional safety and reassurance. It's not a switch for women. Like, OK, maybe yeah. some people it is. But for me, definitely not. Like, I have to feel held and safe. And then when that wave comes, then we can turn it into something deeper. But like if I'm feeling closed off already and then you just come to me wanting like being horny and being like oh let me turn you on like I feel I I want you to feel safe right now I'm like like I understand the deeper intention behind that like you're just horny and you just want to fuck me or whatever it is you know so like that continuous emotional safety and connection is so paramount as like just the foundation to eventually building up to that intimacy yeah that's definitely something that is like such an ick and such a turn off that unfortunately a lot I mean the majority of men out there and the majority of society are still gonna have even with men that are a bit more conscious I still know it I still feel it they'll like just start kissing you for no like where did that come from like what's going on like they and I'm like can you even feel me like that's that's what it's about is like knowing energy and feeling energy and being able to feel each other I think that's why I mean people like us have a lot of an advantage because we know what like we work with energy I think that's something that when you learn about tantra and you learn about any of this type of stuff you learn about masculine and feminine like and you learn you do energy work you do healing work like that you just have so much of an advantage when it comes to 
sex and sexuality and turning someone else on and then also knowing your own body knowing your own pleasure because you can feel energy and that's what energy there's energy happening when we have sex and if you are just in that egoic state it's surface level you guys don't actually know each other at all you're just physically attracted to each other the energy can only take you so far it's like this little microcosm like moving between like your genitals like it does nothing versus deeper intimacy emotional connection uh safety with one another really seeing each other understanding each other being able to talk about anything bring up anything during sex like the energy is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger into this huge spiral to where you're both feeling each other you feel the moment you feel orgasmic so that's why yeah it's so important to do this work yeah like when you're not connected and safe in that way you're just playing a role you're just like okay i'm here to be like a little slut or like your little whore or like whatever and then you know fuck me and then done uh, yeah. but like that connection actually understanding like okay i i feel the energy you know i feel like he needs me to slow down or she needs me to go a bit faster um we can be a little bit rougher or like we're going in a more playful kind of tone today like it's so it changes by the minute and i think that that is a lot of where that um like the spiciness kind of comes from as well because each time is different like each time you're getting to know that person a little bit more and you're getting to know like okay when i do this how do they react how does their energy shift so instead of it just being like a chore or like a routine of okay we're gonna have sex now it's it's like it's a dance it's a game and that is where a lot of that tension that sexual tension comes into play yeah exactly yeah the amount of times i've just had sex and it's just been like okay we just had sex great (laughs) bye Mm -hmm. and like i just feel so empty afterwards because it's just like there's just no nothing deeper like i'm physically satisfied sometimes not Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and then now what like i'm missing that extra piece but then through that sexual attachment you can get like addicted to the person and you constantly seek them out without it ever being something more and without your emotional needs ever being met yeah exactly and that's why it can be quite damaging you know and we have to be careful who we're spending this energy with yeah but at the end of the day i just feel like it's so important to understand yourself first without on without external sources without partners like what does your energy and your sexuality feel like and how does it feel when you feel safe in that and then that is the baseline through which you kind of see everything else because if you don't develop that first you kind of just go along with whatever comes your way Mm -hmm. exactly yeah there's like you need to be consciously in control of what you're doing and what you're choosing and what you're bringing into your field because if you don't do that work within yourself and you don't have those conversations with yourself then yeah you're just gonna unconsciously choose any type of attention maybe that comes your way because you think that that's what you want but yeah the more time you spend with yourself and the more work you do on yourself and the the better people you meet and the deeper conversations you have you realize that what you need is so much deeper and you desire something so much deeper and you deserve that so I think the deserving piece is like the next step that you need to realize like I do deserve this and I want that yeah absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. oh oh my gosh I feel like we went through like we went so deep but I love it I love it I feel (laughs) like I'm the same like if I can't get deep with you like I cannot there's nothing else because I'm not inspired that inspiration turns me on like the the places you can take me so like we can go together that's what turns me on if it's just like okay you're just here and you're not gonna do anything okay like why am I still here yeah it's kind of like what are we doing (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah 
Well, thank you so much. I had such a good time. And if anyone listening is interested in doing more of this work, please check out Alicia's page because she has so much great info, great content, and she puts out so much just like free things for all of us. So definitely <laughs> check it out, check it out. Thank you. Thanks for having me.